0: You are listening to the Super Mom is Getting Tired Podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 135. All links and show notes can be found by going to lifecoachingforparents.com/slash one thirty-five. Welcome to the Super Mom is Getting Tired Podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Teacher, and Recovering Supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, Supermoms. How are you? I hope you are relaxed. I have been having a wonderful time with Betsy Jensen doing the Relaxation Challenge, Even though we had some rough technology mishaps in the beginning, it has been so enjoyable to just dedicate time in the middle of the day to learning different ways to relax and practicing them. I noticed, so tonight I went to my aerial yoga class, and at the end you have Shavasana and you get to just lay in the hammock and just swing. And it's normally very delightful, but it is also very short. And tonight I noticed that I was able to drop into a deeper relaxation so much so that when she ended the class, I was like, I'm not ready. I want to keep just laying here and swinging. So I definitely felt that it was easier for me to drop into relaxation, quiet the mind. So it's definitely working for me. I hope that it's working for those who are participating in it we are making the recordings available to you, which are much better quality than our live broadcast, uh, to those who are on the list. So if you go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash 10Q, you can sign up to get on my newsletter and I will email the recordings out to you. They will be available for free for one week after the challenge ends. So starting October 10th, Uh, Betsy and I will make them available for purchase because it's so good. So we are excited to make it available to more people and you can tell more people about it, but we're going to leave it up just for a short period of time for those who signed up to do it live with us. So make sure you're getting the recordings by going to lifecoachingforparents.com slash 10Q. All right. Today's question comes from a very patient mom, but she doesn't know she's patient because she just emailed me this question so long ago that I feel guilty taking so long to respond. Sometimes I get a backlog of questions. So I apologize to Renee for having to wait so long. But in to make up for my delayed response to her question, I'm actually going to do two episodes In response to this question, because I thought it was so good and there was just so many different ways to answer it that uh, the next episode, I I think it's going to be the next one that comes out, is an interview that I'm doing with someone who specializes in uh, sensitive adults who maybe have like noise sensitivity or have difficulty with, oh, let's just say, the chaos that comes with raising loud, energetic, boisterous boys, because that's what today's question is all about. Renee writes, how can I increase my tolerance of my kids and remain calm more of the time? I have three high-energy, loud, boisterous boys who are three, nine, and 12. Those are very active ages, (laughs) I must say. Those are definitely high-energy ages. She says, I have daily routines and a few clear rules and lots of sports and outdoor time for all of them, but their day-to-day antics drive me crazy. I can stay calm about 25% of the time, but after that, I lose my cool and shout. I'm talking minor things like making constant noises with their mouths, talking loudly, banging on things, burping, constant bickering, etc." I can handle a little bit of this behavior, but nowhere near what they put out. I wish for peace and quiet. I feel so guilty that I'm not role modeling emotional regulation because I lose my cool so often. I should add that I have an eight-year-old stepson thrown into the mix every second week. My partner works away, but every second week that he's home, I have him and my stepson to deal with including my partner, which makes for five boys to wrangle. Please help. Oh my goodness, Renee. (laughs) That is a lot of boisterous male energy in your home. I remember being very surprised. I was talking to a friend of mine and she had three boys, similar ages, probably like, let's say, nine, 11, and 13, something like that. And she said, her number one priority in her life is her girlfriends. And I was like, what? Like, that surprises me because she's a very devoted mom and she's very involved with her kids and their lives. Like, your number one priority is your female friendships. And she says, yes, I need them so badly because I live in this house with all these boys and all this male energy that she says, it's my female friendships that keep me sane. So... We all find our, have to find our workarounds, right? So today, there's so many different ways to answer this question. But what I decided to do with the parent educator answer was to kind of mention the way to stay calm amongst the chaos is to step into your calm leadership energy. So if you let the boys take the lead in the house, the emotional, energetic lead in the house, then you're going to feel frazzled. And so if you can pull that, your power back and say, wait a second here, I get to decide how I want to feel and I want to be in my calm leadership energy, then it's a little easier to manage the chaos because then they're not raking you over the coals along with them. And you have this separation where you can be in a calm leadership energy and they can be loud and boisterous. So, like I said, we're going to talk next time about being sensitive to having noise sensitivity. We'll talk about that next time. But for now, we're going to talk about calm leadership energy because when we feel overwhelmed, it's really easy to want to run away and hide from the chaos. But this running away and hiding actually drains our energy. So when a parent avoids leadership energy, and I don't know if this is what you're doing, but if a parent is avoiding taking that leadership role, then the kids can actually increase their antics because subconsciously kids need to know that they aren't the strongest, most powerful person in the room. And sometimes they will ramp up their crazy in order to get an adult to step in with authority. So even if they seem to enjoy uh, running the show and kind of being their loud boisterous selves, it is good for them to have another strong person with some authoritative energy to come in to calm them down sometimes. They might not ever admit that, but it is good for them. So, when we're embodying calm leadership energy, it comes from our posture, voice tone, eye contact, our words, and our belief system. So, it, it, which is kind of like our imagination, where we imagine that our kids want to calm down and we believe that this is good for them. So rules, discipline, and consequences will fall short if you don't embody the leadership energy. And that's the thing I would probably suggest the most if you've got these just wild and lovely, wonderful, boisterous boys. So you mentioned the things that bother you the most are the noises that they're making. So my suggestion, my parent educator answer would be to implement a traffic light system in your house to teach your kids to regulate their own wild chaos. Okay. So this is something that I did in the classroom when I was a teacher is that you would have this traffic light on the board and you would let the class know what is expected of them. So red means like super quiet. In the classroom, we say red for taking the standardized testing. You are not allowed to make the sound. In your home, red could mean nearly silence. Like this is for bedtime, middle of the night, moments of reverence. Like if you're saying grace before dinner, or maybe the family's watching a movie and everybody wants to be really involved in the movie and not have a lot of noise going on the outside. Red could be for if somebody, if dad gets on an important phone call or uh, something, you know, we need to be quiet so that mom can hear what someone's saying. So things that are red are like a library. When this traffic signal is pointed to red, we need quiet. Okay. Yellow means sort of like quiet talking. So this could be like homework time where it's okay to, to talk and chit chat, but it's not the wildness that green is going to be. It might be sort of like winding down at the end of the day. I don't know if your kids are like a lot of kids typically where they get wound up right before bedtime and they start running around so and get crazy. So we kind of want to say this is, you can be yellow when you're winding down for bed. And then once you're in bed, it's red. A yellow zone might be good for like having a family dinner if you've got grandma and grandpa over or you're trying to sit at a table and uh, maybe play a board game, something like that, okay? And the green zone means that your boys can be their wild and crazy selves. They get to burp, fart, talk loudly, yell, whatever they wanna do, right? Giving your boys permission to be wild Let's them know that there's nothing wrong with them just being boisterous boys, but you just don't want to be around for it. So if it's green light, let's say it's Friday after school, they don't have homework to do, they are free for the weekend and they are feeling lively and free, then you can put this, uh, I picture like maybe a magnet or some kind of arrow that points, okay, now we're on green you can have a card that shows a green light but you can say okay we're on green right now and uh, which means you guys can be wild and crazy but I don't want to be around for this i'm going to put on my noise canceling headset and or i'm going to go walk the dog until it's time to come back to yellow or red so the way we teach kids regulation right to regulate their voices their bodies their behavior is with contrast. So when a four-year-old wants to run into the street and not wait for mom to catch up and they just take off running, the remedy for that scenario, besides putting a leash on them, as we've seen many people do, but is to play red light, yellow light, green light. Okay. So we turn it into a game and we say, okay, let's run super fast, as fast as we can. That's a green light. And then stop. Red light and we freeze. And then yellow light is we move really slowly. So instead of making them follow our rules all the time, which are boring for them when the kid's got to run, they got to run. <laughs> they feel the urge. So instead we turn into a game that they enjoy and it motivates them while also learning that they have these different speeds inside them and what it looks like, feels like, To go full speed, to go half speed, and to stop, and that all of them can be equally as fun. In fact, having the contrast of freezing and moving slowly makes running full speed that much more fun. So this is something that teachers do in classrooms. You're going to see the freeze dance happening inside quality preschool programs. Hopefully, kindergartners are doing freeze dances, free dances. So this is where the teacher puts on music. The kids go wild and loud and crazy dancing around and and then stop. It seems like it's just a fun game. But you watch the kid. Every kid loves it. When kids love something, that's usually a sign that's really good for them. Okay? So we little kids. <laughs> so that's true in the adolescent years. But it's just a fun game, but it teaches kids to regulate their bodies and their voices. So there is a time to be quiet, a time to be goofy, a time to be serious, a time to be wild. And you, Renee, you get to decide what works for you inside your home because you are the leader. And if you want peace and quiet, you can ask for it. It's okay to ask for what you want and teach your kids how to be quiet. The problem is, as you're probably guessing, is that teaching kids how you want them to behave takes repetition. It takes a really long time. It takes um, just reminding them, kind of constant sort of diligence, especially when you're teaching them to behave in a way that is counterintuitive. And so you can teach them how to be quiet if it's important to you. Or you can decide to choose your battles and say, you know what, if you're going to be wild and crazy, you need to go outside. Inside the house, we do yellow and red zone. Or you can say, you know what, you guys are gross. (laughs) The burping and the farting. I've had enough. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go take a break in my room. I'm going to put on my noise-canceling headset and get some peace and quiet. And so whatever option works best for you is perfectly fine. So when we were kids, we invented this game called House of Manners, House of Mess. My mom really wanted us to use good table manners. We found that to be very boring. And so we found a way to make it fun. In House of Manners, We all spoke with a British accent. We would dab the corners of our mouths delicately with our neatly folded napkins and just like the tiniest little corner. We used our fork and knife to cut our food into the tiniest little portions and and use the nicest words we could think of. And then someone would call out, How's a mess? And we'd start talking with our mouths full, blowing bubbles in our milk, eating with our hands you can guess which one we enjoyed more. But it taught us what polite is and what it isn't, right? You still learned manners. You learned that there was a place and a time for it. But of course, we kids waited until there were no adults around to play House of Mess because the adults would have ruined the fun. They would have been judgmental or grossed out or like, ew, this is disgusting. And so they, my parents would just leave the room and then we can go and about and have our fun. So you absolutely can teach your kids how to act inside your home when you're in calm leadership energy. Even if it's innocent things like noise-making and bickering, it's still your right. Just like they need to tone that down in a church or a place of business, they can learn to tone it down when mom is around. Many kids start experimenting with swearing, for example, when they hit puberty, but it's amazing how they will swear like a sailor with their friends. And then all of a sudden, they walk in the house and not a swear word comes out of their mouth. They totally can clean it up. They are absolutely capable of doing that. And you are capable of doing it too. If you struggle with calm leadership energy, then that's just a skill set that you have yet to learn. And that is absolutely something you can learn. It's just learning what the posture, the voice tone, the eye contact did, and learning how to embody that energy. It is a solvable problem. So today's life coaching answer then is what gets in our way from implementing some kind of red, yellow, green light system for noises at the home, okay? So there's a lot of things that can get in our way. I'm going to name a couple. Number one, feeling overwhelmed. When you get into the same, like, I don't want to deal with this, or I don't know what to do, that overwhelm is going to zap your energy, zap your creativity. You're not going to be able to solve that problem. And it's it's just going to make you want to go hide in your bedroom. (laughs) So we've got to really watch out with the thoughts that create overwhelm. So I'm going to talk about, I don't want to deal with this in the super mom kryptonite. So let's go on to number two, which is setting rules without calm leadership energy and without follow through with like, when you just say, okay, from now on the rules are you no more talking. You have to be quiet. You're not allowed to burp in this house. No more bickering. And we set these rules. Without embodying our leadership energy, without clear consequences, and sometimes it's so unrealistic to like, you must always be quiet. So that's going to really get in your way from implementing a red, yellow, green system that is effective, is if you are setting the rules, but you're not in your calm leadership energy. Number three, feeling disrespected. I think I've talked about this before as a super kryptonite, but you didn't mention this, Renee, but there's a lot of mamas out there who when their kids are behaving the way you described, boisterous, loud, making noises, burping, bickering, there's a lot of moms that interpret that behavior as disrespectful. So the problem with that is that when we think interpret behavior as disrespectful is it fires us up. We get mad. We yell. We, I'm going to make you respect me. We try to control them. It turns our energy away from calm leadership and into this controlling behavior. like So where if like, I don't want to deal with this, makes you feel sort of like bold, over, overwhelmed, like no energy. They're disrespecting me, gives you a ton of energy. But then we kind of yell and try to control the situation. And then we're creating as much noise and chaos as the boys are. So uh, feeling disrespected, it's not going to give you the results that you want. And it's going to get in your way from implementing a system. So if that resonates with you, that you feel disrespected by their behavior, just watch out for that because that is a kryptonite. Okay, number four thing that's going to get in your way from implementing like a red, yellow, green system and sticking to it is feeling powerless. The way you described these three delightfully boisterous, loud, crass, energetic boys is... My concern is that you're feeling powerless. Like it's, they just sound like such a force, right? Such a force of nature, so much energy that I fear that you are left with feeling like you've got less power than they have. Okay. So we just want to watch out for this one because when we do anything, when we talk, when we parent, we set rules, we come up with ideas, anything, when we're feeling powerless, it just doesn't give us the results that we want. So watch out for thoughts like, nothing I say matters, they won't listen to me, I have no control. Those are all gonna create the feeling of powerlessness. So let's work our way backwards. Let's say you wanna have more peace and calm in your house. And you decide that teaching your boys to adjust their volume when mom is around is a good plan. You implement a red, yellow, green system to let the boys know what you expect of them. You can make it playful and fun. You can practice doing red, yellow, green, but it could also be serious. Like you mean business. I'm not going to tolerate it anymore. Like. The burping and the bickering, that's for green. The yellow is talking in a normal voice, okay? And you provide reminders and consequences when they don't follow through or when they don't, you know, gonna respect the rules, then you remind them, hey, we're not in green right now. We're in yellow. Tone it down. If you were to do that, implement this system, follow through with it, remind them with calm leadership energy, What emotion would you need to be in? How would you need to be feeling in order to act that way? Can you see that feeling powerless is not going to help? That feeling disrespected and angry is not going to help? You've got to find a way to feel something like powerful, determined, confident, some emotion like that. And you know, we don't want to lie to ourselves. We don't want to say like, oh, I've got this. No problem. If 90% of your brain is remembering all the times in the past when it didn't work, it's really hard to believe that I've got this. But maybe you can think something like, it's okay to ask for what I want. Or I can teach my family how to treat me. That is something I can do. That is my business. It's my job to teach them how to treat me when I'm in the room. Sometimes it helps to remind ourselves that this is good for them. That teaching them to regulate their voice and their behavior and their manners and whatnot is, this is an important skill that I am teaching my boys and I am up to the task. Like, like, their future roommates and girlfriends and wives and mother-in-laws are going to thank me someday. That <laughs> this is something I can teach them. So I'm going to teach them. I'm capable of this. Something like that. Something that's going to give you some energy of powerful determination or confidence. So even if you are noise sensitive, there are still thoughts about the noise that can make it easier or harder for you to deal with. So choose the thought that will give you the results that you want. Today's super mom kryptonite is bickering children because nobody likes bickering children. And it is very common and easy to go into thought like, ugh, I do not want to deal with this. This seems like an innocent thought because who does want to deal with bickering children? This is a very unpleasant thing. But when we think, I don't want to deal with this, and we're standing in the room listening to it, it keeps us stuck. If you have the thought, I don't want to deal, and you walk away, then you're free. You're no longer dealing. You are exercising your own power. But if you're standing there in the room, listening to the bickering and thinking, I don't want to deal with this, it's like a bear trap just closed its jaws around your ankles. You want to leave, but you don't. You feel stuck and imprisoned by your own psyche. This feels terrible to our spirit. We rebel against this feeling because we are meant to be free. So I don't want to deal while staying put causes you unnecessary suffering. So that's why it is today's Supermom Kryptonite. So remember to always put your brain and your body in the same place. If you're in the room, be there fully. Tell yourself you do want to deal with this issue. And if I decide I'm wrong and I don't want to deal with it, then I will walk away. Brain and body in the same place. Today's Superbomb Power Boost. Okay, this is a quick and easy boost of energy. and Maybe it won't work for you as much as it worked for me, but I just loved it and I had to share it. It's deleting iTunes subscriptions on your phone. It has nothing to do with parenting, but it gave me such a rush because I don't know if you've noticed, but it is freaking hard to stop things, to end things, to delete things in this kind of subscription-based culture. It's kind of like when you join a gym and then you want to quit the gym and you have to jump through all these hoops in order to do it, at least in the old days you did. Well, it feels very similar now. If you want to cancel your Netflix subscription or whatever, like, are you sure? What if we gave you half off? Uh, Well, what about this? And you have to like, it's the fine print. If you want to cancel your meal plan, you know, subscription, all these things. It's so hard nowadays. But this one is super easy. And I learned that I was paying monthly subscription fees for apps that I didn't remember purchasing. I totally forgot that I had them. And with one touch of a button, I deleted them. And it was so easy and it gave me a boost of energy and saved me a bunch of money. So I have to share it. So if you've got an iPhone, you go to settings, you click your name at the top and you click on the word subscriptions. And then it'll show you what subscriptions you got what you've signed up for. And like my husband this too, he didn't realize what he was paying for because it's all the little nickel and diming stuff. But it was so satisfying to go through and just delete, delete, delete. Or you at least learn like, oh, I forgot I have this subscription. And so now you can go and use it. So this was a super quick and fun way to just boost your energy, save money, and feel like you're kind of simplifying your life, you know, and clearing out the clutter. Today's quote of the day. Having children is like living in a frat house. Nobody sleeps, everything is broken, and there's a lot of throwing up. Ray Romano. I will wish you luck, Renee, with your boisterous boys. I certainly love other people's boisterous boys, (laughs) Uh, especially nine and 12-year-olds. That is just like my favorite age. So uh, know that those teachers at school are adoring your kids. Uh, But tune in next time, and we're going to have an interview where we talk about noise sensitivity and some uh, little tips and tricks for dealing with that if you've just got uh, either a sensitive sensory motor integration issues or just kind of a sensitive little nervous system, then we will be talking about that very shortly. So thank you so much. I will love you and leave you. Have a great day. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends.